Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Today on episode two, my guest is Heather Richardson. She's been on a health journey for the past seven years, including the last three when she's been following the teachings of medical medium Anthony William. In our discussion today, she's very frank and honest about the struggles that she's faced after following 23 different weight loss programs and gaining and losing nearly 800 pounds, while also ending up nearly immobile after a devastating car accident when she was a teenager. She spent years on a downward health spiral and has recently made amazing progress pulling herself back up. I think you're going to find her story as inspiring as I have. With that, let's go to the show. Heather, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate you coming on. I wanted to really launch into your health journey because I thought it was something that was so fascinating. So I was hoping that we could dive right in. Thank you, Kirsten, for for having me here today. This is going to be great. Absolutely. Well, why don't you take us back to sort of the early days of your health journey and talk about what was going on? Sure. So mine goes way back. Uh, so I didn't know until um, obviously I was introduced to, me to medical medium how chronically ill and how long ago my illnesses had started, you know, the different phases of, of some of the different um, pathogens. So mm. about 43 years ago, I was put on my very first diet, you know, back in the 70s, they, they put the kids on diet. So at mm -hmm. seven years old, I started my first uh, Weight Watchers for, for adolescence, um, you know, not knowing that that was my poor liver right? Being clogged mm -hmm. already at such a young age. And over the 43 years, I was on 23 different programs. And when I say programs, oh I'm God. talking like a full, I didn't just do the program for a couple of months. It was something I invested in and did a full year at least and lost, you know, lost and gained over 800 pounds um, over those 43 years. Weight loss, surgery, medications, 
you name it. Um, not quite everything, but 23 is a pretty long list. <laughs> that is a pretty long list. Absolutely. Wow. And so when you were growing up, what did you, what did you think of all of that? Like, how did that feel as a kid? Uh, well, I was the oldest. And of course, I had the super thin sister younger, right? And so <laughs> I know how that goes. <laughs> and so, you know, I was always the chubby one. And, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, and I know now it's still not, you know, as fun to, to be an overweight child, but they did not have the clothes that oh, yeah. they do now, you know, and, and one of the things that I remember, you know, all these, you know, kids were running around in their Jordache jeans and their guest jeans and, and all that. And I know I'm dating, dating myself, but you know, <laughs> you're dating yourself mom, right into my era. So <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> right. So my mom was taking me to Sears to get Husky boy jeans because mm -hmm. they didn't make girl jeans um, in, right. in Husky in, in, you know, overweight sizes. Right. Mm -hmm. So that of course led right into, you know, here I come with the eating disorder. Um, right. <laughs> starting at 13, you know, the, um, I was actually bulimorexic. So I did a, a bit of both, um, for quite mm -hmm. some time. Oh. And of course, you know, always, always not understanding why. Right. And just, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't eat for months on end and I still wasn't, you know, I was never, you know, 90 pounds. I was still, still heavy, but wasn't eating. Um, I know now why, right? The liver being mm -hmm. completely full. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I was just in my, my teens and I was starting to, you know, get into the rhythm. Yeah, I still had some of the bulimia going on, but um, I was a cheerleader and I was very active. And then I was in a car accident. And oh, no. that car accident was what Anthony would say um, as a huge trigger. And, you know, I didn't know, I was 17 years old. I mm -hmm. shattered, my leg was shattered, um, multiple surgeries, um, and hospitalized for months on end, uh, wheelchair, oh crutches. Um, but, you know, my thing was they told me I'd never walk, and here I was about a year and a half to two years later walking without crutches and was like, woohoo, all right. You know, wow, yeah. that's amazing. Exactly. Not knowing well, what led that to I, that. Oh, lots of physical therapy, lots of just sure will, just okay. absolute sure mm -hmm. will. Um, I'm going to, I will, you know, and you're young, you know, you're younger, right? So. Right they put my leg back together as, as best they could like Humpty Dumpty and I you know a bunch of bunch of screws. I had 15 screws and a big metal rod. Um, oh my God. but you know, a lot of the adrenaline of, and just lots of prayers. Um, and so I was able to walk and then, you know, then I became invincible cause I'm like, look, the doctor said I would never walk well again. And here I am. Um, Again, not knowing that, you know, Epstein-Barr was settling in. Right. right? Um, so, so over the, the next like 10, 10 12 years, um, you know, I was in college. Of course, chronic pain, forget about it. Um, and, and it was just from, it was mostly car accident related chronic pain or was there other chronic yeah. pain coming up? So the, the chronic pain was mostly um, from the car accidents. Okay. And because I was pretty much um, 
I don't want to say anti-pharmaceutical, but I, I didn't want to be on pain meds because I knew I had an addictive personality, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so I used food instead, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so for me, you know, the, I, I didn't want to be, and back then they did, they had either hard Demerols and, and Darvocets and that kind of stuff and codeines, or they had, mm-hmm. you know, over the counter stuff. Right. Yep. Um, yep. I, I yeah. had some knee surgery in that time period too, and I yeah. don't do well with any of those. So I yeah. completely understand. Yeah. They were all hardcore. Plus I, I'm, I, I didn't like the way it made me feel. And, mm-hmm. um, I think it was keeping me down. Right. And I wanted to be, you know, uplifted and not, you know, down, you know, suppressed. So yeah. to speak. Um, so, but what I didn't know until later, you know, 15, you know, add 15 years now to this and, you know, I'm starting to gain weight again, um, a lot of weight, you know, hundreds of hundred pounds in a couple of months, you know, this, the stress from work, you know, I was in corporate America Mm -hmm. and so, um, I was traveling a lot, not taking care of myself, and just absolute tons of stress, working lots and lots and lots of hours. Um, and then I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, mm-hmm. which, of course, you're like, okay, yeah, that explains what that 100-pound gain was from, yep. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. And that explains like, why. Oh, it's the answer. Yes. And, and it wasn't, right? Because then I spent, <laughs> no. I spent like six years trying to figure out they were changing medications on me. And then, you know, I had some of the, um, the goiters and they did the ultrasound. And then, of course, freaking out if it's cancer or not. Fortunately, it wasn't. Well, then, then the high blood pressure started. <sighs> then the acid reflux. Then the heart palpitate. You know, then, then, then. Well, one of the other things that I didn't know until recently, I was also getting injections in my knee and I wasn't getting the cortisone shots because I, I knew enough because um, I was a pharmacy tech for quite a few years um, throughout co- putting myself through college. And okay. so I, I um, always was reading, you know, the physician desk re- reference, talking to the pharmacist. So I kind of knew the side effects of certain drugs. Yep. And so I never wanted a cortisone shot. And I'm like, anything that they tell you, you can only have a few in your lifetime is not something I want to be injected in. And I knew that this car accident would have um, repercussions down the line. And I didn't want to get cortisone shots when I was young in case I needed them when I was older, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I did get what was called um, orthovisc or synvisc um, shots, which I found out, you know, just a few years ago was actually made from chicken. Um, Oh, wow. And so they were injecting it in, into my knee because um, it, it kind of helped with the, the the cartilage because I, my cartilage was damaged and removed. And so I was like bone on bone. And so I was getting these injections and again, not knowing, you know, I'm thinking they're helping, not knowing that they're feeding the Epstein bar that I have in my body. Um, So needless to say, I, um, seven years ago, I hit my highest weight tipping, tipping the scales, almost 400 pounds. Um, I was 
pretty much bed bound or, or like Anthony says, um, a mattress island or couch island. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I was still able to work. So I, I never really got the brain fog. Um, mine, my weakness, it went for my knees, right? My legs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was still able to work because I could work remotely. Um, but I was pretty much couch bound, house bound. Um, okay. And I had to travel to New York. My mother-in-law was having some surgery and I had a shot, one of those orthovis shots mm-hmm. and I had a horrible reaction. Oh no. What and happened? It, so it felt like he injected concrete into my knee. Oh my God. And so I had either an allergic reaction. I now know the central nervous system, right? That's one of the, the key symptoms is when you get the, the heavy leg syndrome. Okay. I couldn't bend my leg. And here I am needing to go up to New York to help take care of my mother-in-law because I had a remote job so I could go up there. Mm-hmm. Um, you did my, this so that you would feel better to right? go there. Yep. Yep. And not so much. And not so much. So, um, and of course, you know, I call the doctors. Again, I'm not a, 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 a pain pill junkie. I call to get some medication, some relief. They won't give me any because, you know, they're so paranoid now about all of the um, narcotics, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to do. I went to ER. Of course, they couldn't find anything, couldn't do anything. I could not bend my leg. So I was on crutches. Now I'm almost 400 pounds at that time. Crutches, what? My arms can't handle crutches. Right. So it also turned into wheelchair. Okay. And when I got off the plane and they had sent a wheelchair to come um, get me from the plane and they sent this little, little tiny person to wheel this very obese person up the jetway and she couldn't. And we were in LaGuardia and everyone's standing there plane side because they're waiting for, cause we were in one of the tiny planes Yep, they're waiting for their little carry on that they had to um, put in the, the little belly mm-hmm. and passengers were actually helping her push me up the jetway. Oh my God. She had to call for someone else to come and help. And so then they sent another little tiny person. And so <laughs> talk about mortified. I was absolutely mortified. And this is the first time I've come out publicly with this story, but this mm-hmm. was the turning point. Like this literally, it was um, October of uh, 2013 okay. and it was the turning point um, Got for it. For you know, I had been involved in kind of healing. I had, you know, done a ton of research on thyroid and other things because uh, magnesium, I was a big magpie, what they call magpie. Um, but that was when I was like, okay, this is not ever going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went, took care of my, my mother-in-law. Fortunately, the inflammation did go down. But I was on the, the traditional American diet. Um, at that time, I was I spent a lot of years on Atkins. Mm-hmm. So I was more Atkins-ish almost my entire life. So gluten And so was- for anybody who's not really familiar with Atkins, it's much more meat-heavy, fat-heavy, 
very yeah. few, very little fruit, if any, right. some vegetables, but it's very much a high fat, high protein diet. Correct. Um, the only good thing was is gluten free. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the only good thing with Atkins. Um, yep. <laughs> so, um, so I came back, um, you know, I was there for about a month, came back and my friend was, um, I'm going to, he was part of this MLM group. I don't want to say the name, but he was part Multi-level of multi-level marketing group. Yep. yep. Multi-level, Multi-level marketing, marketing group. Mm-hmm. And he, he challenged me to do a, um, a little challenge, a clean eating challenge. And so I have always, I love food. I'm a foodie. I love food. So, you know, he's like, no wine, no cheese, no pepperoni, no processed meat. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Right. And, and actually I think he, they included um, any processed foods too. So like glutens, breads, you know, um, kind of none of that stuff. Okay. So he challenged um, me and a couple of friends um, to do this thing for, for one month. It was December, 2013. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Well, isn't that and, a hard month to do that in? Oh, it was. a hard, Well, you know, to be honest, um, my family lives up in New York. I live down in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, so I just, we didn't, we weren't going to New York for Christmas because, um, I had just been there. Okay. So for us, it was not that big of a deal. We, we could do that, um, at home. So my husband and I followed it and, you know, we were challenging each other and I'm very competitive and this was a set of work people. So, um, it was re- like I love him to death to this day because he's the one who who started me on my health journey, um, and so I went from being bed bound, couch bound, not being able to move much, to literally walking out of my door, just walking to the mailbox, coming back the next day, walking across the street and back. You know, two days later, going up one house, like literally baby steps to just get me starting to move. Um, lots of vegetables, still not a lot of fruit. Cause I was still in the, um, the, the Atkins mind, but I, you mm-hmm. know, vegetables big time. Um, and, and that just kind of started. And then, um, and then I lost about a hundred pounds and I started feeling better and I was wow. working out. How long did that take? I'm assuming that wasn't the month. <laughs> no, no, no. It was not a month. Um, fairly quick. So that was December 2013. And then by November of 2014, I was planning to have um, reconstructive bone surgery. Okay. So I had lost that 100 pounds over about almost a year. Um, okay. And of course, you know, that first 20, 30, 40 pounds water weight comes off fairly quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, um, but I was still on all kinds of medica- indication. I was on thyroid medication. I had high blood pressure. I had acid reflux, heart palpitations, arthritis medicine. Because I was on acid reflux medicine, which are protein pump inhibitors that was also interfering with my vitamin D absorption along with other things. Um, so I was on vitamin D, you know, the 50,000. So I was on a a bunch of different medications. Um, 
And I was bound and determined. I was like, okay, I'm getting off of this stuff. Well, the heart palpitation started going away. Um, so just in that year, wow. the heart palpitation medicines just started cleaning up. Let's see. So, I'm, oh, I'm getting ready for surgery. So I go in for another reconstructive surgery. It was pretty in, intense. They put a, a, an 18-inch rod in my leg. It was a pretty intense surgery. Wow. And I was out of work for six months. And then um, I was on crutches for a year and a half. Holy cow. Yeah, it was, I didn't want to use donor bone. Um, They basically break your leg and they kind of leave a big gap. And you can have like donor bone from cadavers. You can have synthetic bone injected in there. And I thank, thank my guides and all the spirits that were helping me make decisions that I didn't even know about yet. Um, <laughs> there was something inside of me that said, I, I will grow this bone myself. You know, oh, wow. I did. Okay. Yeah. I had a bone stimulator that they, um, they gave me to help grow the bone, but it was a pretty sizable chunk of bone that needed to grow in order for me to get off the crutches. Okay. Um, so after the first like nine months, I went from two crutches down to one. Um, just to have that added support. Mm-hmm. Um, well, during that time, of course, I gained almost all the weight back, right? Oh, because I was sedentary. Right. And um, however, I was I was being more careful um, with my food. So I, you know, we were doing um, more fruits or more vegetables. I'm not going to say fruits because I wasn't big, you know, some fruits. Um, and then, and then I went down the route of keto. Okay. And how is keto different from Atkins? So keto is different from Atkins in that Atkins is really more, or the original Atkins, they've changed a lot over the years. The original Atkins was more protein heavy, not so much fat heavy. Fat was allowed. You Uh still wanted to be in ketosis. So you needed to keep your carbohydrates low. Um, but they did allow for some of the greens, um, of course, no potatoes or any of the starchy vegetables, but it was really more protein based. Keto is really more about your macros, which are, you know, your, um, your fat, your carbohydrates and your protein and watching how much protein you have, because they started to realize, which Anthony talks about is that protein really has a high carbohydrate. content. Uh Right. I mean, so, so it was really pushing the coconut oil in your coffee first thing in the morning, the grass fed butter in, in the coffee. And, and because, um, you know, my chiropractor, I had my DNA tested, you know, cause I wanted to see why I kept gaining and losing all this weight. And she's right like, because oh, it's in your genes. Yes. Anthony tells us it's not genes. your genes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And I went, I went and did the 23 and me to, and then had my DNA tested and lo and behold, I do not have the fat gene. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's, that's how we know that these are not accurate tests, right? Uh, so, so, you know, of course that deflated me because I was like, there has to be another reason why, you know, it's not the thyroid. It's, and, and, you know, 
Well, we've got to look for reasons why it's not your fault. No, it's not your fault. You've been eating healthy. Right. You know, it's not right. like, yeah, you may have had some standard American diet, but it, did, it just didn't account for what was going on. Right. Especially with my sister being so thin, living in the same house, right? Yeah. And my brother too, right? So I was the one. Um, so needless to say, I did, I did keto, which looking back, if I hadn't done keto, I'm not sure if I would have found Anthony Williams. Oh, Williams. interesting. Okay. So, so tell me how that all works. So not only did I go down the route of keto, but I also went down the HCG injections, which are hormones that um, force your body to think that you're pregnant. And okay. so it will release um, it will release the fat. And you go on a very, very low calorie, it's like 800 calories, um, 800 calorie diet. You inject yourself with this um, hormone every morning, just unhealthy, unhealthy. Mm -hmm. wow. uh, and then you do like these phases because you can't stay on it too long because your body gets used to it. And so you stop burning the fat. Well, I wasn't really losing. I was kind of losing and gaining the same 20 to 40 pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, I would kind of cycle through doing HCG and doing keto and the straw that broke the camel's back was when, um, you know, I, the, my bone wasn't healing. And so I had gone to my allergist cause I've got, you know, some allergies, grew up with asthma and I've had some, um, environmental allergies where I used to get allergy shots years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I went in and I was like, okay, you know, I hit my deductible on my insurance. Let's go ahead and do like a full panel of allergy testing on everything, mm -hmm. especially metals. Cause I thought there was something inside of me that was telling me my bone was um, rejecting the metal in my leg and it wasn't okay. healing. Um, and so they did, you know, all those testings and they did some food testing and you know, came up, I wasn't allergic to the metal, but I knew, I knew I was. Um, and our intuition is an amazing yes. thing. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, and when I would see the, the x-ray, the way the bone was growing in this like weird shape, I'm like, it's rejecting it, you know? And I'm like, I'm an engineer. I know what that looks like, you know? Um, but needless to say, I, on keto, you could have some meats and shrimp and lobster were one of the big things with, you know, of course, butter and garlic, right? Mm -hmm. So I had come home from work late one night and my husband was traveling. I was home alone and I had made myself some, um, some crawfish with butter and garlic. And I had one of the worst anaphylactic episodes I have ever, ever had. Oh my God. Um, what did was, you do? Yeah, it was scary. So again, divine intervention. My husband, for some reason, was rummaging through the, um, the prescription um, or the, our kind of like our vitamin drawer or whatever. And he had like Benadryl out there and he had Claritin out there and my EpiPen was sitting there and he had left it all on the countertop. And <gasps> he had to travel. And so, and I had come home and I was late and I was all, you know, angry that he had left all this stuff, but I didn't pick it up either because I needed to get into the shower and what have you. So I ate quickly, went into the shower, and that's when I started to get these hives. And I'm talking welts. They were, they are literally 
softball size and they were hot, oh my God. warm. And I had never, you know, I had gotten highs before, but I had never had an anaphylactic episode. Well, then my eyes started to swell. I could feel my tongue and my lips swelling and I went white blind. So here I am. Oh I'm God. still on crutches. I'm soaking wet in the shower. I'm, but I'm, it was kind of, it's, it's called white blind because you can kind of see things, but it's not black. It's like white mm-hmm. because my eyes were open, but my ocular, um, t- whatever it had sw- kind of swelled shut. So I couldn't see anything. Ah, uh, okay. So it wasn't coming in. Right. Um, so the contrast wasn't coming in. So fortunately oh I knew what the bottle of Benadryl was. Mm-hmm. And because I've had allergies, I kind of know. And sometimes I've had reactions to like bug bites or whatever. So I took two Benadryl quickly. I took, um, one of those Claritin like ready tabs that dissolve in your mouth quickly. Mm-hmm. And then I sat on the couch and I had the EpiPen in my hand. And the scariest thing was you cannot dial your telephone if you on a cell phone if you can't see to unlock it. Oh God, right? And yeah. this was twenty. This was twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah, twenty sixteen. So, yeah, I could, you know, unlock it, but I can't. I don't know where the. We haven't memorized where the numbers are. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't swipe up or swipe swipe down if you're blind and can't see. Right, and it was before the days of the fingerprint. It was well, even with the fingerprint, you still couldn't dial nine one one because you wouldn't right. know. Can't see the yeah, you the can't keypad. see the keypad. Oh my god! I now have a very unique button pressing and shake of my iPhone that will call nine one one in case this ever happens again. <laughs> Good, yeah, that's that's helpful safety tip. Right. Um, yeah. So, wow. and then I just took another uh, Benadryl. I, I chose not to do the EpiPen because my throat was not closing. So I didn't have trouble breathing, but okay. I was extremely in- inflamed. I could feel my lips and my tongue, um, my eyes, like I said. Um, and I just laid on the couch and I knew I needed to calm myself down. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to go into a meditative state because the more I was getting upset, it was running my adrenals, which was then running the histamines. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after that episode, I go to, to the doctor and he's like, well, you know, I told you, you were allergic to seafood. And I'm like, doc, I've been eating seafood every week for years, you know? And he's like, well, we don't know when this stuff will happen. And, and that was when I was like, these freaking people don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take my life into my own hands. So that, that started the, okay, I need to be on an anti-inflammatory. You know, I know enough about histamines and inflammation and all that. So I just started changing, changing, changing things up, throwing things at the wall to see what would stick. Um, one of my spiritual healers, um, she had recommended Eat to Live um, okay. by Dr. Furman. So I had started reading that. Now, I'm mm-hmm. I'm a full-on carnivore. I'm a full-on meat and <laughs> – meat and – may not have been potatoes, but meat, <laughs> meat and cheese for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was in the same boat. Yep. Totally get it. So that was, um, 
you know, I started reading that and I was like, okay, I like veggies. So I started implementing more vegetable uh, variety of vegetables. But again, I, I liked food. Mm-hmm. Um, so veggies were always in my diet. I just started like reducing the fats and the oils and, you know, trying to go a little more whole food plant-based, but still keeping meats in them and cheeses. Mm-hmm. And by um, 2017, so three years ago to this month, October, so October is a big change month for me, um, I started reading Medical Medium. So my chiropractor who had done the DNA test and all that, you know, she had told me about Anthony and she knew I was into energy work. And she's like, you know, telling me his story and telling me about celery juice. And so... um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try the celery juice. We had a juicer. So we started doing, you know, eight ounces, a piece of celery juice. Well, what did you think about the whole thing when she told you about it? So I had already, by that time, I had started um, doing Reiki okay. and Archangelic Light and going to shamans because my leg was not healing. And mm-hmm. so I had tried the Western medicine of having my leg broken, put a rod in and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I had tried the injections. I had tried all that. So I had already started awakening into, you know, I need an exorcism on this leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were willing to go outside the normal yeah. to go see what else was available. Oh. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And fortunately, the chiropractor that I'd been going to, she was um, a shaman. And so I knew that she um, she had some gifts, some gifts and, and such. So mm-hmm. I wasn't fully opposed to it. I just didn't realize that I had some of the gifts, right? And we all have gifts, right? So mm-hmm. I thought only special, mm-hmm. only the special prophets can you know, only the Anthony William of the world can have right. those gifts. Um, no, but it's true. Like we all have, we have some of those gifts and especially when we, no one ever encouraged that we haven't explored them. We have no right. idea. Right. And our culture is not, it's no. not real open to that. So, yeah. And I'm, I was an electrical engineer in corporate America. There's no way I was going to ever tell anybody I was to go into some woo <laughs> Yep. Right. I, well, just like when I was working on Wall Street, if I walked into the office and said that, everybody would would have acted like I was completely out of my mind. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, and also my um, my myofascia massage therapist, mm-hmm. he he was also doing some Reiki on me too. So I knew the benefits of when I went to them, I was feeling better. Okay. So okay. I was open. Um, I was open. I I do come from a Catholic family. Mm-hmm. I'm an upstate New York, Italian, Irish woman. So um, grew up Catholic, but I also believe in mm-hmm. other, in other things. Right. Um, and I've traveled the world. So I believe in, you know, I've kind of open to other religions too. Yep. Um, and like my husband says, he's like, I don't want to, he's like, I'm going to believe in everything. Cause I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an excellent attitude. <laughs> right? He's like, he's like, I don't want to go up there and be like, oh, I shunned you. And I, I now can't get into the, the pearly gates. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and I think traveling is one of those things that does open you yep. to so many other 
perspectives sure. that are just different than what happens to be going on in our society. Yeah. I found that when I've traveled a lot too. Well, especially when I was traveling on for, for work, I had to respect the, my counterparts, right. And do yes. the bow, you know, so that kind of makes you be a little more like, and for me, I wanted to be, I wanted to have a connection. So I got interested in, in mm-hmm. other things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I jumped right into the celery juice. I because okay. I was like, and and to be honest, my mission was to be able to eat shrimp and lobster again. Okay. Not, not necessarily to heal my leg. <laughs> not necessarily to fix the thyroid or any any of the other things. Any of the other things to eat like, shrimp and lobster. I was like, I need to be able. How can this be? You know, the end of mm-hmm. shrimp and lobster in my life. Like what? <laughs> Um, sometimes our priorities become a little different (laughs) so so the the celery juice started we um we went on a big trip in november december of that year um to europe and so you know we were eating all kinds of um innards that we will never touch again ever Mm -hmm. liver pate is never allowed to pass these lips or anywhere near me um just knowing the toxins that are in there, but right. by the liver's the filter of not just our bodies, but everything else's bodies too. Bodies. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, thank you. Yeah. So, so January of that year, 28 of the next year, 2018, um, mm-hmm. started going a little, little deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, by that time I had read the book, listened to the book, and Where were we in the books at that point? There was probably the first book, the medical medium. So the medical medium chronic and mystery illness and how to heal. Yep. And then life changing food, life changing foods and thyroid had just. Okay. Thyroid uh, healing, yeah. the thi- medical medium, thyroid healing book. Yep. Was just coming out. Yep. Okay. Um, but he had all of his, he was still doing the Monday Hay house Monday. The radio day. shows. Yep. Radio yep. Um, so I was riveted to listen cause I'm an all, I'm in a full immersion type of person. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm into this. And we noticed my husband and I noticed that our acid reflux was going away. We both had gotten off the medicine um, a couple of years ago because, you know, they had told us that, you know, you're suppressing with the proton pump inhibitors, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So we were just fighting through it okay. horribly. Um, and it was like, whoa. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, there's some merit here. Yep. Um, and then. How, know, long did, how long did it take for your acid reflux to go away? So you started celery juice in like October. October. How long did it take? Um, we, were, we were only doing about eight ounces and we weren't on a full everyday schedule. Mm-hmm. It. But by January, it was now eight or 16 ounces and it was a daily thing. Um, and I, you know, went and bought a new juicer, um, for, we had gotten one, bought ourselves one for Christmas. So by January, so I'm thinking it was, it was about three or four weeks. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, just three or four crazy. weeks of doing it daily. Once you'd kicked yep. it up a notch in January. Wow. Yep. It was, it was pretty quick. Um, wow. So then that's when it was like, okay, there's some merit. You know, when you start mm-hmm. to see the little, the, the little, and, and again, I went into this with, 
I want my, I want to be able to eat lobster and shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> not thinking, because cel- celery, um, the celery book had not come out yet. Right. So celery came out in, I think. It was last year, 2019. 19, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I was going on blind faith. He hadn't done a lot of the, the podcasts about it, but, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, okay. And, but he had and, certainly talked about it, you know, absolutely. which is why we all knew about it. Cause he'd certainly started talking about it in the first book, but I agree. Like as time went on and as we got closer to 2019, when medical medium put out the celery juice book, then we got just tons and tons and tons more information of why it worked, what it was helpful for things like that. So, and I think for us too, we substituted, um, our coffee. So once I couldn't have the the butter and the, and the <laughs> coconut oil and the you know the collagen and I wasn't doing any of that anymore, black coffee was never never my thing, right? I wanted the heavy cream and yep. you know, all the good stuff. In the, it. the little bit of time I ever drank coffee, which was a short period of time, and it's when my adrenals were really fried and I really needed the help. I was doing it with full on heavy cream. Yeah, yeah. and it was heaven. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, can I have a little coffee with my cream? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And as soon as I started this, I was full off of that, and I have not had a single cup since, yeah. And I have done enough cleanses throughout the years of my different diets that, you know, all of them always have you get off coffee. So I was not the drink coffee all day long. I was the one coffee in the morning a day, but it was like the ritual you know, we, we actually did espresso. Like I have an espresso maker. I, I wasn't doing drip coffee. I was like, if I'm having my one cup, <laughs> it's going to be foodie out, you know? Right. It's all, you're all in on that. All, yeah. All in, all in. Um, so we replaced our coffee with the celery juice and we weren't doing the lemon water yet. We, we were, we were doing lemon water later in the day, but we weren't doing the liver, um, the liver mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, actually not until, um, liver rescue came out. So, um, like I said, we did it throughout the day just because I knew we have a reverse osmosis, um, system Mm -hmm. and I knew way back when that you needed to fortify that water, um, because it was dead water, right? They quote unquote dead water, meaning that they've filtered all the good stuff and all the bad stuff out. So Mm -hmm. you really need to add some some kind of either lemon or strawberries or mint or something to, to get something living, living. Yep. So yeah, we, we healed the acid reflux pretty quickly. Now I, now I want to clarify that on the few, my husband traveled a, a bunch for work, you know, this is all pre COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't doing celery juice when he traveled his acid reflux would come back. And then as soon as he was back on the celery juice, so it wasn't like a hundred percent healed. And I know Mm -hmm. a lot of it's because of the strep that he had in his body. Mm -hmm. I traveled less. So I literally, you know, was doing my, my, that was a ritual for me. Um, That was what I was going to do. And then by March of that year, I went on a spiritual retreat and the healer was like, you need to get off of all hormones. So I had gone kind of off, off of the no foods. I was still the cheese. The cheese was still eggs. I was like, eh, I'm okay with that. I'm no big deal on the eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, gluten, the cheese was your stickler. Cheese, oh, cheese and meat. I wasn't quite ready to go. 
And, but my mission was to get off of um, the thyroid meds. Mm-hmm. I'd been working with my doctor. It was not something that I just did myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I had gotten off the blood pressure medicine when I had started doing the Reiki and that, again, working with my doctor to mm-hmm. wean off of that. But I still was on um, a fairly high dose of thyroid medication. But fortunately, my endocrinologist knew my journey. Mm-hmm. And she was absolutely with me on weaning. And, you know, one of the things you, you have to be careful of is going in and getting those blood tests because when you start um, taking seaweed and start eating seaweed, mm-hmm. you know, which is dulse, right? The dulse. Mm-hmm. You're which is even in the heavy metal detox smoothie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your iodine numbers go way up. So, fortunately, she knew that I was doing some holistic, you know, according to her holistic stuff. Right. And so she was testing different, um, different hormones. And then we both decided that doing an, an every three month blood test was not good because my numbers were all over the place Okay. and I needed to stabilize. Um, but that, you know, she, it, so she was so supportive and, and that's one of the things that I'm so grateful for because not every endocrinologist is supportive. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. Yeah. So I, I was finally able to wean off. Um, I had started weaning like pre-medical medium because just from the changes. Mm-hmm. But I was bound and determined because thyroid book had come out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm burning the boats. I'm going all in mind over matter. You know, I, I've come this far. I'm mm-hmm. going to. But. But there's a path too, right? He sort of gives you the path for healing since now you can tell what the, you know, the true cause of what's disrupting your your thyroid is. And it's the Epstein-Barr virus in there. And so there's a path forward of saying, okay, if we can kill off the virus. Absolutely. We can heal. And and so my, the, the healer told me, he's like, you need to be off of all um, animal products because you need to normalize your hormones. And so fortunately he and his wife also um, know Anthony, Mm -hmm. they know him personally. And so they follow and they had kind of given me the precursor before Anthony had come out and told us about the fact that the animal protein that we're actually consuming their adrenaline and their hormones. Yes. And our body gets confused. Yes. And so being the scientific. I'm going to put a finer point on that too. And what, what Anthony has talked about in some of these in the books is, you know, when animals are going to slaughter, it's obviously a very nerve wracking and stressful situation for them too, to put it mildly, right? And their bodies are giving off lots of adrenaline and that saturates the meat that then we in turn eat. So we get the meat, but we also get the adrenaline and any other hormones that they were spewing out at the time that they were killed. Right. Well, and then, you know, one more point on that, Kirsten, is, you know, I know I was like, oh, but I eat grass fed and no hormone. And he looked at me and he said, you think an animal doesn't have its own hormones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because I, I was like spewing them. But wait a minute. I eat all the clean and fresh f- meat. 
And, and, you know, I thought the same thing. I've had so many people say that to me. And it's like, no, 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 but I got the stuff that was hormone-free. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's outside hormone-free. Right. It's not inside hormone-free. So, yeah. So that, that was the aha moment for me. Okay. And so I literally came back from that retreat and went all in. All, and, and when I say all in, we already weren't like junk food um, you know, for instance, like I'm not a potato chip or cracker person. Okay. I literally used to eat my hummus with cheese. <laughs> <laughs> cheese was my, and I'm not talking about these like cool, wispy, crispy, you know, prepackaged cheese things now that they make. Mm-hmm. I'm talking years ago, you know, I, I could go through a block of cheese because we, that's what I would use for dips because I didn't really like potato chips and we weren't mm-hmm. allowed potato chips on Atkins, you know? <laughs> right. You sliced it up into your mock carrot sticks and that's exactly. what you used for your dip. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, so yeah, I went, I went all in. I'm like, okay, okay go big or go home. Mm-hmm. And then um, in May, I signed up to do the 28-day cleanse through a guided cleanse through one of the medical medium um, practitioners, mm-hmm. and I did the 28-day cleanse, and I was whew, detoxing <laughs> a lot, uh-huh. um, and that's the all raw, so that you know, okay. showed me how to do the all raw, mm-hmm. and um, I just- It's all raw talking. and fat-free, right? So at- at the time, it's not fat was not fat free. So okay. it, that's in the liver. I think that the twenty eight day cleanse, or the original one, is in the thyroid book. The original it one's was, in book one. Okay, book one. So it's low fat. Like he didn't have it fat free. Okay. So it was still it was low fat. Um, okay. And so twenty eighteen was when Liver Rescue came out in the mm-hmm. end uh, October, mm-hmm. and so that was when I was you know I'm like okay. I am all in on this. I, when Liver Rescue came out, thank God they came out quickly with the um, Audible version. So, you know, I have I have all of his books on Audibles, on Kindle, and in print because I need to always have the information in front of me. Yep. I don't have the Audible ones, but I have I have them in print and I have them on my iPad too. Yep. Always listening to him. And so um, I started doing the Liver Rescue um, morning. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when we started doing the, the lemon water in the morning to hydrate the liver. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely started doing, you know, the meditations that are in chapter 40 of oh, liver he has such good meditations oh. in that book. Yeah. And, and the thing I like about that too, is you don't have to sit there for 20 minutes, cross legs, which I can't do mm-hmm. and Lotus pose, which I can't do. I can't and either. So, so then I get frustrated cause I can't do the pose in order to do the proper meditation. And you, so you end up not doing it where, mm-hmm. you know, watching, doing the bee meditations and watching the birds and the bees and, you know, doing the, the liver, all of the liver ones in chapter 40, I love. So mm-hmm. um, that I still do them nightly. So, so I started doing the liver rescue and then okay. You so know, you're I about got, a year in right now, right? I'm about a year in. Okay. And can you just stop and like talk a little bit about some of the other progress that you would have made at this point? Okay. So, so like I said, my original, 
my original <laughs> thing was to get rid of the allergies and, and I wanted to eat the lobster and the shrimp, mm-hmm. but now I'm a vegan and I'm raw. So that's not even going to be an option. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> the so thing now- that was your goal has gone out the window anyway. <laughs> So I'm like, wait a minute, no butter or, or shrimp or lobster. Why am I doing this? Um, but then as I started realizing the symptoms that, you know, I had tingling and numbness in my arms. Mm-hmm. Well, the doctors had told me that I had pinched nerves from the crutches, which mm-hmm. made absolute sense. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and so I never thought it was nervous system related or Epstein-Barr related, right? Until I started reading the books and I'm like, oh, that's why I got to crack my knuckles every five minutes. And that's why, you know, I I had the tingling and numbness and, oh, I didn't realize I had shingles, you know? So now Mm -hmm. I'm starting to, to realize that the symptoms that I've always brushed aside because the most important thing for me and the biggest pain was the leg. Mm -hmm. I'd start, I started to see all these other things, you know, the, the hair loss. Well, mm-hmm. the hair loss wasn't because of my thyroid. It was because of my adrenaline that I was an adrenal junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had some coffee. I'm not going to blame it completely on coffee because I only had like one or two a day. But the adrenaline, I was living off of that. Mm-hmm. The night sweats, right, because I was at that time 48. Mm-hmm. Um, and so not even thinking that as I'm cleaning my body out that, wow, these things are starting to go away and being wow. able to go to sleep. Like I was never able to just sleep. I was mm-hmm. always, you know, living on two and three hours of sleep for always. Wow. Or I have like a weekend one weekend every three or four months where I would just crash or I was self-medicating to crash, you know, Mm -hmm. drinking a bottle of wine in order to fall asleep for 12 hours. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. So so these little things started and that's, what's kept me going. Right. So Mm -hmm. while, yeah, the healing is two steps forward, one step back, you know, some flares have come up inflammation, bloating. I mean, the gas, that first year, the amount of gas, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, a, there's an extra lot going on in there when you're doing that first year there's a lot getting cleaned up yeah um and you know I was taking a bunch of the you know the gas pills and stuff that he recommended to kind of mitigate that because I was having mm-hmm. to go in the office but you know Kirsten I was doing my hair the other day and I used to have to sit down in order to do my hair because I oh, wow. stood up to do celery juice and to do lemon water and to do the shakes and then to stand to do the shower and just sitting, standing to do my hair and my makeup, my feet, like I just couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. and I needed to pull a chair in to the bathroom to sit down to do it because I just couldn't. I was winded and my energy is just so much better. Oh, but a year awesome. in, a year in, I was still struggling. And, you know, the original 369 mm-hmm. was, was a, you know, a godsend. Thank you so much, spirit mm-hmm. of compassion. But it was not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did a, a few rounds of that. So I met up with some other medical medium practitioners and started getting into some of the groups and started like being 
a lot more active in the medical medium groups and realized that I could, I can heal and that I needed to get this metal that was in my body out of me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really felt that that was going to impede my, um, my healing. Cause again, it wasn't just some little small, you know, dental implant or a little knee replacement. I mean, this was an 18 inch huge rod. So I started preparing and I was doing as many three, six nines as I could mm-hmm. to get my body ready. Heavy metal detox every day, lots and lots of sea vegetables mm-hmm. uh, to pull, to pull the metals and just healing daily. And, and you spend a lot of time in the bathroom. You do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I know everyone's like, well, at some point there's only one way for things to get out, right? Like it will come out through your skin and it will come out other ways, but what a more efficient way than to use the restroom. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, when, for me with my mobility issues, when I do exercise, I'm not doing a lot of exercises that do a lot of sweating. So mm-hmm. I do try to get in the sauna. I have an infrared sauna. I should try to get in there, you know, twice a week to help sweat it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's only a few things. I, I bought a rebounder so that I could start moving the lymph and start mm-hmm. getting. So I really, again, full immersion, just more and more um, realizing, you know, where are my blockages and what's going on. Um, and after the first year, I, I was just so, I wanted everyone else to do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I know that feeling. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, just stop eating, you know, just, you know, and I've, I have started people on just the celery juice because I'm like, that's easier to just get them started in a couple yeah. of apples, right? Yeah, absolutely. So do a f- celery juice and a few apples. But, um, but yeah, so I got off of the rest of the medications that I was on again with, with my doctor's um, help weaning off. And I still go and I get blood tests once a year, just to make sure that everything's, you know, going well. Um, I'm also not on any um, over the counter drugs. So, you know, you didn't want to just get off of a a prescription to move to an over counter. So I don't do those. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I do. And it sounds like you haven't needed them. I haven't. And here was, here was the one thing that was so amazing. I had surgery to get that rod taken out Mm -hmm. um, August of 2019. It was the last week. Okay. So a little over a year ago. Yep. And, you know, I went in one thing I would caution people, if you're going to have surgery, please stop the vitamin C and, and make sure that, um, the, the supplements that you're on, you work with your practitioner to um, wean off in enough time because they are blood thinners. And yeah, vitamin C is a big blood yeah. thinner. And so is asparagus. So there are certain foods, too, that are blood thinners. Mm-hmm. And the Western medicines don't quite understand that when you say you're whole food plant-based and you're raw – that they might not want to give you a, a huge shot shot of heparin <laughs> to thin your blood. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Not so much. So, yeah, no. Um, so I, what was, what's usually an, um, an inpatient surgery ended up 
being an outpatient. So I was able to go home. Excellent. Um, I was of course on crutches and besides the medications they gave me in the hospital, um, the, when I got home, I did not need one, um, pain medication, not one, not even. Yeah. Now I did, um, I did work with a a medical medium practitioner Uh and I was taking Arnica and, um, California poppy and passion flower. So I was doing some of the, um, the supplements and, but we had it right there. My mom was here and she's like, you know, you, you can't let the pain build up. If you need it, take it. And I ended up not needing it. And usually, usually it's the next day because you're still flushing out the medication they've pumped in you. Absolutely. Yes. So it's the next day generally that if you're going to need it, you're going to need it like for like two days. Mm -hmm. Inflammation was minimal. Um, Just the the whole post-op experience. And I've had 10 surgeries. So this was my 10th. The post-op experience, even my mom was like, wow. That's amazing. And I was only on crutches for two and a half weeks. Wow. Yeah. And I was, uh, now granted, the surgery five years prior was really major surgery. Mm -hmm. Um, But this rod was, you know, there were screws that were through the bone and it went through the middle of my bone. I mean, this wasn't, wasn't a minimal surgery Mm -hmm. at two weeks, two weeks. So So your body was better ready for it. Absolutely. Spent a lot. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah. Go ahead. So now a year later, like how is your leg? So, so I do have still some mobility issues. There's a lot of um, Epstein-Barr scar tissue. So okay. you know, this is a 33-year um, injury. So there's a yeah. and 10 surgeries in there. So lots mm-hmm. of scar tissue. Um, I actually am. I go to a, this place called that stretches me. So okay. is actually working. It's not physical therapy, but it's a stretch place. Okay. Um, which is amazing because in physical therapy they they just treat kind of the acute Mm post-op and this is really helping with um, the muscles around. So that's really helping. Um, My left leg that had the overuse inflammation Mm -hmm. that is healing immensely. Also, um, you know, the tingling and numbness has gone way down. I still in my, my one arm where when I, had gotten off the two crutches. I was only on one crutch and that was, you know, for the 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, so that side still at night, a little bit of the tingling and numbness, but I think that's some of that structural. So I'm working on that. Okay. Um, my adrenals, the, you know, every, every 90 minutes I've got my little adrenal snack um, my hair is growing back. I, I have aloe every single day. Love my aloe. My skin is amazing. Um, you know, I'm 50 and I'm looking at my skin going, wow, it's even better than it was when you were 20. <laughs> uh, you know, any yep. of the, like Anthony says, that whole, um, uh, hormone and, uh, menopause heat, hot flat. Don't have any of that. Yeah. I don't either. It's amazing. 
Yes. And I'm like, and I don't have my men's cycle. So I'm like, best of both worlds. I didn't have to do any of the, any of the hot flasher or any of that stuff, you know? Yep. Yep. So that's um, great. So, so the, the journey, you know, I still crave cheese every once in a while. Um, and we do allow ourselves breaks. I know some of the, the hard parts have been, um, you know, when holidays come up, you know, how do you eat when you go out to eat, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't have the foods there that you want. That's always a difficulty, but mm-hmm. my healing is more important. Yeah. I understand. I'm with you. It is amazing after I, you know, I've been following this about five years and, you know, there have certainly been times when I've gone out and for one reason or another, you know, out to dinner or when I was traveling, eaten things that are not things that are on any of the medical medium protocols. And I can't wait to get back on because I feel so much better. It's amazing. So, but it sounds like now you're doing really well, but there's still a few things to work on. Yep. But, um, but you're still motivated to move forward. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I want to, I want to still kick the weight. I know that, you know, I've reread and reread those chapters on weight loss and, and how to get deep into the liver. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as of right now, I've done three, six, nine, 13 times. Wow. So, (laughs) so, and and because we're kind of still in lockdown, I'm, we're doing it once a month. So mm-hmm. we'll be starting, starting in another, another couple of days for the 14th round. Okay. Um, so I'm just looking to release the, the, the liver from the toxins. And, and I know that the excess weight that's on my body, those are all toxins that are encased in fat mm-hmm. and that my, my liver needed to, do that in order to protect me. Yeah. And so the journey, the journey, you know, I wish Anthony would, could give us a, a quick fix for the weight loss, but he's giving us a permanent fix because, you know, I had a, the quick fix and the weight loss surgery back in uh, 2003 mm-hmm. and the weight just came right back on mm. because I, I wasn't hit, hitting the root mm-hmm. of the issue. Had you made progress? Losing the weight? Losing yes. some of it? Yes, I have. Okay. okay. I have. It's, it's just, it, the frustrating part is the, the amount that you're eating you'd expect. You know, when, when you say you're whole food plant-based or you're, you know, a vegan, people expect you to be, you know, super thin and, you know, frail, Right. That's yeah. kind of the expectation mm-hmm. and, you know, eating like a rabbit <laughs> a lot without, you know, the dressings on your salad and, and, you know, you're, you're putting lemon juice and uh, grapefruit juice on, on your salad. And you're like, why am I still um, this heavy? But I threw away my scale, uh, 2018. I said, Oh, oh good for you. That I didn't, I knew psychologically that was defining my day. Mm-hmm. 
whatever that number looked like when I got on the scale was how my day was going to go. So I, I got rid of that. And the more important thing to me has been to, to heal and clean yeah. my insides. And I know the weight will come off. I, I have faith that it's coming off. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I continue to clear the liver, um, more and more weight will come off. Yeah. Good. That's excellent. So I have another question for you. For people who are starting out right now, what kind of advice would you give to them? So for people who are starting out, one of the things um, that was frustrating for me was when everybody would, um, everybody, and I mean people in the groups and, and what have you, because of course getting a support system is always great to have. Because mm-hmm. um, nine times out of 10, you're not going to have that support system in your your house or within your friends because they're going to be like, what are you doing? Yep. So a lot of people will get into to groups for some kind of support. Like Facebook and, groups and things yeah. like that? Yep. Facebook groups or Instagrams. And and you just need to be careful to, about comparing because different people are at different levels. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love about Anthony is he says we have to be compassionate. And the other thing that he's really talking about a lot more lately is he is not bought into any diet system. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay to have a a bit of meat Mm -hmm. because like Anthony says, meat does not feed the pathogens. So, you know, I have a a couple of clients who will go all day. They're afraid to have a a few extra dates because they're afraid it's too much sugar, Mm -hmm. but then we'll come home and eat the refrigerator and then have the chocolate at night because they're not, um, having the the fruits and, and what have you during the day. Right. So, so my recommendation is to a start slowly. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on their own journey. Start with the lemon water and the celery juice. Get that as part of your routine. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to get that into your day. Then follow it with some t- type of fruit until noon and then start, start working on taking out the no foods. You know, mm-hmm. at first I give advice to my clients, you know, if you can get rid of eggs, dairy, and gluten, those are the, the, the first tier. Yep. You can get rid of those immediately. You will start to heal because you need to stop giving the pathogens the food. Mm-hmm. And start cleaning them out. And but I feel make- like those are such a big part of a more standard American diet. So they they're sort of the low-hanging fruit, right? Yep. Yep. And if you can just work on one step at a time, because a lot of people still have the fruit fear. Yeah. And so just adding the celery juice, the lemon water, the fruit in the morning. And then if you can get with a practitioner... And see if you need to be on the adrenal snacks. I, I think everybody runs around with some level of adrenal fatigue. 
Yes. I mean, we live in such a stressful world. It would be hard not to, right? Right. So they may not be in burnout, but they're definitely getting there. So the knowing the snacks to have every 90 minutes, that was a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. really moving to the snacky, grazy type of um, thing. Mm -hmm. I was that person who wouldn't eat all day long, except for the coffee with the butter and the coconut oil in it. And then, but then at night I would eat probably 4,000 calories right. <laughs> because I hadn't eaten all day. And right. And you're hungry. Yes. You're, yeah. Yes. And it's so not good for you. So, so yeah, just starting out slow and, you know, if you're in the groups for support, let them know you're new and, you know, know that it's okay to have a few, a few things. Yeah. Right. I do think sometimes in these groups, you see people who are, they're very fastidious saying, no, you have to get off all the no foods today and you have to do this and you have to do this. And I have always said to people too, you don't, if you're new with this, you do not have to do all of that day one. It is a lot. When I started out, I dove right into the 28 day cleanse and found myself three days later having no idea what to eat for dinner. So I wasn't eating dinner. Right. It was like, okay, this doesn't work either. Like you've got to give yourself time to adapt and learn and experiment. So I think this well, is great advice. And be careful with the cleanses. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of people are diving in to the cleanses and they're going into what I call going into it sideways. So for instance, the 28 day cleanse, when I did that in, uh, in June of 2018, my husband did it with me. Mm-hmm. Well, he hadn't been, besides the celery juice, he hadn't really been following medical medium because he traveled so much, mm-hmm. but he was home for the whole month of June. And I was like, okay, we're going to do this together. He ended up 16 days in with the, with what the doctors didn't call shingles, but it was a shingles outbreak. We had to go to the emergency or to urgent care, horrible, horrible rash because- oh. He went into it, what I call sideways. And and what I mean by that is he hadn't been off of the American standard diet for so long. You know, he, he dove right into a raw diet mm-hmm. and it was detoxing him too quickly. Mm-hmm. And he was doing the heavy metal detox smoothie um, with that. And he hadn't been doing it every day. Mm-hmm. So it was just too much for his body. And it went and it went directly to for him when he detoxes too quickly, it goes to dermatoxins. For me, okay, it goes like when you um, when you have a flare, it mm-hmm. goes to your weakest point. Um, so be careful of you know. I know everybody's jumping on the cleanse to heal. I love that book. Mm-hmm. I love all the cleanses in there, but and everybody wants to you know. I got to clean out now. You need to be very careful because when you have a detox reaction it can be quite severe because Mm -hmm. it's killing off, you know, you have the die off and the viral byproduct and yeah, it's harsh. It can be very, it's a very harsh transition if you start trying to do it too fast. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I think it was a year and a half before I did any sort of cleanse. And I think I did a mini like three day cleanse. Like I never went back to the 28 day cleanse. I, right. I did 369 almost three years later when Liver Rescue came out. Uh, but I eased into, you know, some other cleanses that I had worked with a practitioner on as well. Um, 
but it was a year and a half before I tried one. I was just trying to figure out how to eat. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, because you can can push it too far with the cleanses. So I think that's great advice. That is great advice. And hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Yes. That's... Yeah, that's a good one. Great. Okay. Well, Heather, thank you so much for doing this. This has been so fun. I'm so glad we had a chance to sit down and talk through your story. It's so fascinating. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to find this really, really, really helpful. So Uh, thank thank you you so much. much. This has been a, a blessing. Thank you, Kirsten. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Heather. Please share this podcast with others that you think would benefit from her story. If you want to follow her on social media, you can find her online at heatherrichardson.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Heather Richardson Healing. Show notes for this episode are available on my website at carefullyhealing.com. In the next episode, I'll be featuring Mimi Vladarchik, who's been a private chef for nearly two decades, and she's going to talk about vegan and gluten-free food ideas for the holidays. Please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss this episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free branch basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium laurel sulfate free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com.